Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, yeah, there's a little basketball game tonight as Michigan State travels to Champaign, Illinois to take on the fight in Illini. We break down that game. We talk to the fine folks at the Champagne Room, Illinois' SB Nation uh, blog. And then, hey, that's right, we're running back Take Tuesday to end the show. Woo, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Spartan fans, and welcome to not just another game day, but I just want to really thank you for joining us for another episode of Locked on Spartans. That's right, as you know, your team every single weekday here on the Locked on Podcast Network, Monday through Friday, we get it popping, talking about your Michigan State Spartans. No different today as well. Yeah, there's another huge road game for our Spartan Dogs tonight. We're going to get into it a little bit, learn about Illinois, talk with the fine folks at the Champagne Room to see what they think about their team and what they think about tonight's matchup. And then... Uh, you wonderful people gave me so many takes from last week's Take Tuesday that eh, we still got a lot more to get to today. So that's what we got on the docket. Before we get to that, though, I just want to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You already know it. It's Lockdown Spartans. And you probably already know the email address as well, but I'm going to shout it out one more time if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything that you just want to get off your chest. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right, well, the place to find the Spartans tonight is 7 p.m. inside, okay, whatever they call Illinois' arena now. State Farm Center? I don't know. That sounds right. Wherever they play, it's always dimly lit. It's always a very hard place to play. And uh, it's got some good Spartan memories in there. I mean, namely, of course, you got to go back to that 2020 season where, uh, yeah, Cassius Winston, I'm just going to bounce the ball right off the backboard. And, oh, here comes Xavier Tillman to the rescue, flushing it home to snap a three-game losing streak. And then eventually, yeah, winning another Big Ten title. Of course, uh, that same night, wasn't just all basketball, that same night is also when Mel Tucker got hired as well. So, yeah, I got a lot of good memories when Michigan State goes down to Champaign. Might be a little harder to create good memories tonight because, yes, uh, this is not going to shock you, but Illinois, that's a fine team down there. That is a very good team. So let's learn a little bit about them. Uh, the Fighting Illini, they are 13-5 and on the season, but I got to say, no wins that really jump out to you. Um, nothing's really doing it for me. I guess the win at Iowa would be the best team. Yeah, they clobbered Michigan. That um, was a shorthanded Michigan team, though. However, this is a Illinois team with some injury issues going on. Uh, they've missed Andre Curbelo for about a month and a half. He has since come back, but yeah, he was gone for quite some time and uh, gradually making his way back. Uh, Kofi Coburn, uh, of course, a friend of the Spartan program. I'm sure he's thrilled to see Michigan State come back to town. Uh, Kofi Coburn missed Friday's blowout loss to Maryland. Uh, it's up in the air whether he's going to play tonight, but for sake of conversation, we're going to assume that he is good to go and playing tonight. So what makes Illinois a good team tonight? Uh, plenty of things. Hey, let's start with that guy we just talked about, Kofi Coburn. Uh, really quick, assuming that he does play, 
He had an awesome season last year. There's no denying it. I know that there is some bad blood between the Michigan State Spartans and Illinois. I I will partake in that trash talk as well. I did it last year. I probably will do it tonight on Twitter. But as an objective looker at this game, Kofi Coburn, great season last year, and he's even improved on those numbers this year. 21 points and 11.8 rebounds per game. Hooey! Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, we'll get to three more players in just a hot second, but what else jumps out at me when looking at this Illinois team is just how solid that offense is, right? Uh, they score just under 80 points per game. To be precise, that number is 79.3 points per game. That is good for third best in the conference. They are very good at making three-pointers. They shoot 38% from three as a team, and they also get a lot of three-point shots up. They make nearly 10 three-pointers a game. Now, there is another trifecta of players whose names are not Kofi Coburn that, yeah, as as an opponent of the Illini, uh, definitely worried about. Because you got guys like Jacob Grandison and Alfonso Plummer. Those are two cats that are shooting above 40% on the season. You add in Trent Frazier. That guy is shooting 36% from three-point land. So, yes, they are littered with three-point shooters. They have Kofi Coburn inside. Top to bottom, that's a very, very strong team. Now, what I also don't like here is that when Illinois misses shots, they they aren't just good at offensive rebounding. They are borderline elite at grabbing the offensive rebounds. They collect... 37.7% of their misses. That, of course, is best in the Big Ten. Not just that, though. That is third best in the entire country. So, Illinois, you get one of those chances that they miss. Okay, that that rebound might be absorbed pretty quickly by those men in orange. And yeah, so that's uh, that's the damage you got to mitigate there. Uh, The boys need to be on the rebounding game, which, okay, luckily for Michigan State. Uh, We did not see that at all in the loss against the Wildcats last Saturday. When did we see it, though? Oh, not too long ago, actually. Friday, when they out-rebounded Wisconsin 39-20. So which MSU team is going to show up in Champaign on the glass? Well, that can help dictate this game. What else can dictate this game, though? And we're going to transition here to what does Illinois not do well? I have one thing written down because this is going to be the key to the game, I believe. Guys, we all know Michigan State loves nothing more than just turning the ball over. They're actually the uh, worst in the conference at turnovers. They have 14.4 turnovers per game. Who is second worst in the conference? Just right behind our Michigan State Spartans. Oh, well, hey, great guess over there. Yes, it is Illinois. Illinois turns the ball over 13.7 times. We got two teams that are addicted to turning the ball over. So, we've got a lot of great individual matchups in this game. Kofi Coburn versus any, you know, form of Bingham or Marble. Or, hey, if we're going to reunite friends, Mighty Sissoko, step on down. I've heard he got five hard fouls he like to use against Illinois. Let's run it back, baby. Not only that, but that point guard battle between Tyson Walker and Trent Frazier. Or if they're going to ride a little more Hogard like they did last game. Hogard versus Trent Frazier. That is going to be a sensational matchup. Jacob Granison versus Gabe Brown. I cannot wait for that one. Alfonso Plummer versus Max Christie. Like, it, it is going to be obviously a great game. You know, Michigan State's a fantastic team. Illinois is a fantastic team. 
But man, just the individual one-on-one matchups are going to be awesome to watch as well. If you're a neutral bystander of this game, if you're a nervous wreck like I am during games, then you won't necessarily care for the competitive uh, battles going on at each position. But if you are a hoop lover, okay, this is going to be a really fun game for you. Um, Right now, and I don't suspect this will change too much, but the spread is five and a half. Michigan State is five and a half point underdogs. And also, if you go to BartTorvik.com, who they run the 50,000 simulations of each game, they are projecting a 76 to 71 victory for Illinois. That gives MSU a 30% chance of winning, which sounds about right. That's kind of how I'm walking into this game. Am I expecting a win? No, I'm not. Could I see a win? Sure, yeah. I mean, Kofi Coburn, like, sometimes he does struggle against guys that can match him physically. And no, not everyone is built just like Kofi Coburn, just built like an Adonis, like a statue, but the height could bother him of Marcus Bingham. So, okay, you get a little bit of that going. Uh, You have a strong defensive performance again from Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogart, and Trent Frazier. You get that going. Okay, I could see the win. With that said, going to be really tough for back-to-back top 25 road wins in a short stretch. But hey, you know what? And again, I didn't really expect to win against Wisconsin, so the, the help, what I think about, about this game, um, yeah, all I know is that it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining, and I'm scared, and I want someone to hold me. So, yes, let's go, baby. January basketball. Catch the fever. All right, we will be back. Uh, we're not done learning about Illinois just yet. We will be talking to the fine folks of the Champagne Room in a hot segment first. Need to talk to you fine people about betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So go check it out, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all one word, LOCKEDON, to get started. From football, to basketball, to hockey, to boxing, to UFC, Right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. It's Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's BetOnline.ag where the game starts. And before getting a little more into this game tonight, hey, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. No one knows their team better than not just the fans. But the fans and media that write about said team, that's right, baby. We got one of those wonderful people on the other line, site manager, editor-in-chief of the Champagne Room, the one, the only, Tristan Kizik. Tristan, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing well, Matt. How are you? I'm a wreck. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible. I am in shambles, and I will not be able to focus all day today. But other than that, I'm great, man. Thanks a lot for asking. really do appreciate it. Um. Speaking of just, you know, erratic emotions and everything like that, let's get a vibe check from you right now. Not just for tonight's game, but the whole season. Like, are you happy with how the season has been playing out for Illinois or just bring us through the world of Illinois fan right now? It's it's tough, you know. I I think we we haven't really seen this Illinois team at at 100% strength Mm -hmm. yet. And I, I think that's it, it's frustrating for, for fans more than anything, because I, I think we know what the ceiling of this team is. And 
I think the, the analytics show it. I mean, Ken Palm has Illinois as, as a top 15 team. And mm-hmm. when they're, they're at 100%, I, I think that's about where they're at is, is top 15-ish. And I think a lot of fans came into this season kind of expecting that they would hover around that mark all year and that there would be a, a potential Sweet 16 or even possibly Elite Eight um, come March. Um, but obviously – Kofi's suspension at the beginning of the year kind of set the team back. And then mm-hmm. Andre Corbello has a concussion and misses almost two months. And not, now we're kind of, I feel like we're doing the same thing. Um, right. Still I'm not trying to get everybody healthy. Um, and I, I, I think it's frustrating more than anything for Illinois fans right now because they know what this team can be and, and we just haven't seen it yet. No, it, us MSU fans have been there, what, no matter what the sport is, basketball or football, where, yeah, just injuries seem to play a role, you know, before the season even gets off the ground, you know. And one thing that I, I'm really curious about, and, you know, before we started chatting, I, I broke down Illinois a little bit, talked about some key players on this year's team, but I just want to take it a year back. Ayo Dasunmu, what's life been like ever since him? Have you guys found, like, okay, I'm not going to say a replacement because that's impossible to replace in just one year, but what's life been like? without Iota Dasunmu, is it okay? Is it, it leaves a lot to be desired or are you pretty happy with, uh, you know, how you guys have done without him? Uh, I, I'd say we're pretty content with, with how the offense has kind of been flowing since his departure. I mean, mm-hmm. Alfonso Plummer has been a huge addition for this team. Um, just what he's been able to do from three. And I think this is just a better shooting team all around than it was a year ago. It, it's, it's a different type of team. You know, I, I always was really good at getting out and running and pulling up and mid, his mid-range game was second to none probably last year in the country and, and obviously Kofi, of course. Um, but it's it's a much different kind of team on offense, I will say. Um, yeah, obviously Alfonso Plummer, Jacob Grandison has kind of stepped up and, and picked up more of a scoring role this year. He's I think shooting at, at, at about a clip of like 45, 50% from three or something crazy this year. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different, um, but still effective and, and possibly even more efficient. And I think most probably expected Andre Corbello to, to slide into that point guard role, point guard role that IO had last year and mm-hmm. really kind of see the, the pick and roll between him and, and Kofi kind of flourish. And with those two both missing multiple games this year um we really kind of haven't seen that really what it's it's potential um but i i think once curbello is healthy i know underwood mentioned um yesterday in his media um presser that he's still battling the flu and hasn't even practiced since maryland and kofi coburn's obviously still in concussion protocol he didn't play against maryland we don't know what his status is going to be tonight um so I, the offense is different, um, but but still effective. And I would say, yeah, most Illini fans are are probably happy with with where that side of the ball is at right now. Well, all things considered, yeah, because it seems like you guys have half your team dead <laughs> at any given time of the season. So I, yeah, hey, to be thirteen to five at this point, not not the worst thing in the world, I guess, right? I mean, with everything you guys have already had to deal with. Um, and speaking of deal with, hey. You know, just to talk nice about my own team, I like to think we have a good team, Michigan State. What scares you the most about the Spartans going into this game? I'll, I'll ask the reverse of this question so we can end on a high note. But right now, 
What scares you the most about Michigan State coming into your house? The the front court, especially if Kofi's not 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 good to go tonight. Um, sure. That that would yeah. be my my biggest concern. Um, obviously, you guys have a ton of depth, especially um, in the front court. And if if Kofi is not good to go, that that puts a lot of minutes on Omar Payne, who's who's shown he's a capable def- defender, but doesn't really add a whole lot on offense. And, and Benjamin Boston's for Donk, who probably played the game of his life last Monday against <laughs> Purdue and, and really kind of yeah. held Zach Eady and Travion Williams in check for, for most of the game. Um, but I don't know if that's repeatable <laughs> necessarily. Um, so yeah, def- definitely the front court. If Kofi's not good to go, that that's, that's my main concern. No doubt. And on the flip side right here, I mean, me as a Michigan State fan, what what should I be biting my fingernails off at all day? Like what what should absolutely strike fear into me if you had to narrow it down to one thing for your fight in the lion eye? Oh, man. Um, It's tough because there's a lot of good things about your team. Yeah. I I would just say availability and health. Uh, It's it's hard to game plan against a team when you don't know who's going to play. True, yeah. Trent Frazier (laughs) might not play. Andre Corbello might not play. Kofi Coburn might not play. (laughs) I I don't think all of those guys will be out. Um, But if if any combination, one or two of the three are out, then that's that's a huge advantage Michigan State. Um, So I I, I would say just the health uh, of – Illinois probably if if everyone's good to go um I truly think Illinois is one of the top 15 teams in the country and can play and hang with anyone uh we saw it against Purdue uh Andre Corbello who wasn't supposed to play more than six or seven minutes uh Brad Underwood said ends up playing almost 30 and obviously we had a couple (laughs) overtimes and whatnot but Illinois is scary when they're at full strength and if they are at full strength tonight then I, I would say that the, the the team itself obviously sure. would, would just be dangerous. It, just for conversation's sake, let, let's say you guys are at full strength tonight. You guys have everyone back. Um, you know, hey, this is a sports podcast. I got to do my due diligence and ask the lazy question of, hey, do you have a prediction tonight? So, yeah, do you have a prediction tonight? Oh, man. Um, assuming Illinois is, is at full strength, um, just the home court advantage, I'd favor them by a couple, uh, probably something like 74, 70, or somewhere along those lines. But if, if any combination of Coburn or Corbello or Frazier are out, then, then I, I think Michigan State wins this game by at least five, probably more. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, how about that? Well, hey, Tristan, can't thank you enough for, for joining the podcast. And also – I just want to pat uh, both of ourselves on the back right now. We got through the whole conversation without bringing up last year's uh, Kofi versus Matty Sissoko incident. Like, how about that? That's look at us <laughs> I, go. We're, I, we're on fire. I see, <laughs> of, I see enough of it on Illinois Twitter. I don't want to, I don't want to have it down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just exhausted. I get it, man. No, t- totally 100%. So, well, hey, Tristan, really can't thank you enough, man. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. It, hopefully it doesn't, you know, go Illinois' way. But, hey, regardless <laughs> – Hope you enjoy the game tonight, man. Really, really appreciate your time. Of course. You too, Matt. Thanks for having me on. And a huge, huge thank you to the Champagne Room for lending out a helping hand to help break down tonight's game with us. Uh, yeah. 7 p.m. All right. Let's, let's get through it together. I don't know if drinking on a Tuesday is acceptable, but it might just have to happen to, to get us through this one. Uh, we will be back with some takes. That's right, baby. It's Take Tuesday. But first, hey, guys. 
It's Matt, and I'm here with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas uh, that just simply needs to know about. It's GetUpside. That's one word, GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account. You could cash out anytime using a bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on that first tank. One more time, that's code SCORE on the GetUpside app. All right, last week I solicited a bunch of takes, whether it be Michigan State basketball, football, Big Ten, just life in general. You guys might know the drill by now. You give me the take, I judge if it's a legit take, if it's a good take and I agree with it, or if I just think it's whack. Speaking of whack, uh, we'll start with the guy whose name rhymes with whack, and it's Jack Williams. He's not a whack person, he's a, he's a great gentleman. Can't throw a football more than 47 yards, but great gentleman. Alright, he writes, and we're going to start football, we're going to go down football road for this one. The Big Ten will not win a national championship in football for at least another decade. The talent gap is too wide between the Big Ten and SEC. I am... That is a crazy, crazy take. Because 10 years is quite some time. A lot can change over a decade. With that said, I'm going to agree with that. Because, yeah, uh, this college football playoff has been run by the SEC. Or, if not the SEC, just one other school outside the SEC, and that's Clemson. To break it down, there are six schools that have won a college football playoff game. Can you guess them? It's Oregon. It's Clemson. It's Ohio State. It's Alabama. LSU. Georgia. There is your six. Uh, Thanks for coming out, Big 12. Appreciate it. Uh, Okay. And for even more context to how long it's been or how dominating the SEC has been in the college football playoff, Oregon's playoff win. Okay, that was in the first year in 2015. That was seven years ago. Oregon's, sorry, Ohio State hasn't beaten an SEC team since that year either. Uh, Clemson is the only team to have beaten an SEC team in the playoffs and happened both in 2017 and 2019. Oh, yikes. So, yes, uh, in the last five years, there's only been two non-SEC playoff victors. Um, they run this. They, they run this country. They they run this sport. Uh, we saw how good Michigan was this year, and of course, our Michigan State Spartans beat them. It was fantastic. Michigan State was also a very solid team this year. That's not taking away anything from our Spartans. Um, but Michigan did beat an Ohio State team pretty soundly at the end of the season. They were rolling to the playoff. They they had it all. They had the trenches. They had the offensive line. The defensive line. They had it all, and they got absolutely completely clobbered by Georgia. It was great. I loved it. But, oh boy, um, the uh, non-partial fan in me I was a little scared. Like, oh my, oh, oh my goodness, the gap is really that wide between the best of the Big Ten and the best of the SEC. So, could that take a full decade to iron out? Yeah. 
Probably. I don't know if expansion would even help, um, because I still think that, well, it's pretty clear that SEC kind of runs a place, and I think recruits know that. And, uh, hey, you know what? New Year's Six Bowls, uh, not, not that bad. I've, I've resigned to thinking that for now. Hey, uh, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with that take right there. Takes coming, writes in. Trey Mosley will have more receiving yards than Jaden Reed next year. Now that, that, my friends, is what we call a spicy take. That is a flaming hot Cheeto take. I'm not going to agree with that. However, I will sing the praises of Trey Mosley, a.k.a. Mr. Reliable, a.k.a. Mr. Corner Hitch Route, just Mr. Sidelines. Trey Mosley is incredibly reliable. He's been reliable since uh, Drew Stanton was throwing him the ball back in the day. This kid has been here forever, and he has been awesome. Awesome every year that he's been in here. Okay, quiet most years. You know, I'm not saying that he should be first team Big Ten player of the year, but he gets done what you ask of him. It is going to be fascinating to see where he fits in next year. Does he immediately go for the other wideout spot? Does he take Jay? Uh, does he take Naylor's spot, or are the wideouts going to be Reed and then Keon Coleman, for example, or Montori Foster? And does Trey still stick in that slot as a third receiver? Perhaps, but he also got to factor in too. Malik Carr is going to be getting a lion's share of the catches as well. So these are going to be three to four top dogs vying for a lot of spots, or a lot of targets, rather, I should say. And little known fact here, I just heard this the other day, is that Peyton Thorne has really good chemistry with Jaden Reed because they actually went to high school together. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard that in the last 12 minutes or not, but yeah, little known fact right there. So I... That's a big mountain for Trey Mosley to climb. I love the take. I, I, I see where you're going with it, but wow, that because Reed could have a year next year, a year. So yeah, that's that's where I'm leaning on that one. And one more before we get out the door and into the rest of our game day. This one comes from Ryan Cole, blending both sports together here. Mel Tucker is at MSU long enough to be on the search committee for Izzo's successor, and the successor to Izzo's successor. Oh, I love that. There's a lot of layers to peel back, though, from that one, right? Because Izzo could be here for the end of this year. He could leave after this year. Or I could see him coaching until 2037. Uh, I have no idea when this man's going to stop. I don't even know if Tom Izzo knows when Tom Izzo is going to stop. But I've always held a theory, and I'm going to hold true to it, that I've thought for a while that Izzo is going to leave when his son graduates as well, which is going to be coming up here. I got to say, I feel really bad for whoever's behind Izzo, whether it be Dwayne Stevens, for example, or let's say they, you know, get the million dollar guy and well, it would be a lot more than a million dollars to get him, but Nate Oates, you know, your, your top guy on your list, or they dip down to get Drew Valentine. Out. No matter who they get, no matter who's replacing Izzo, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, you, if you want to cross sports, uh, just think about how bad you feel for the starting running back for next year's team. you got to follow Kenneth Walker's footsteps. Like, no, no one's going to do great compared to that. So you get a basketball coach in here, and if they go the first three years or four years without a good tournament run, without a Final Four, like, ooh, boy, it, it could be a short leash on whoever is next. So let's say that it's two more years for Izzo. And then four more years after that for the next guy, um, and that's this is the that, that's that's a morbid way to look at it. Assuming things go wrong, because it's the only way I see that Mel Tucker stays here for that. Is he here in six years? 
Why not? Sure. I mean, of course he inked that $10 million or 10 year, uh, nearly $100 million deal. No buyout. So, you know, as he gets towards the end of that, he's more likely to leave or, you know, it's easier to, I shouldn't say likely, it's easier for him to leave, of course. Um, that's the only way I see it happening. So, do you know what? Mel Tucker seems like he likes East Lansing. I think he's going to be here for a little bit. Izzo, my guess is like two or three years left. And then, oh boy, I just feel so bad for the guy that's after Izzo because you got to, you know, just take over from the greatest coach in program uh, history or arguably Big Ten history. Hey, no pressure. Go get him. So, uh, you know, Ryan, love that. I agree with you here. Mel Tucker is going to be on two basketball search committees. Let's go, baby. Absolutely. Tuck coming. He ain't just coming for the four stars. He ain't coming for the five stars. It's coming for some great basketball coaches as well. Nice. Love that. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And if you want a second listen, check out Locked on Bets. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. That's Locked on Bets. Go check it out, guys. And hey, let's have fun tonight. Should be a fun game. Let's just get through it. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the game. We got Graham Nelson, former host of the Message Board Podcast, Okay, let's go, baby. Five days a week, almost halfway through. Let's go. Go green. Love you all.